The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you uh, that your word says where two or more are gathered in my name. There I am with them. And so, Lord, we just say have your way in this meeting. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Lord, we just say touch, lead, guide, direct us in everything that we're going to talk you, about Jesus. today. We commit this service into your hands. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And so, well, uh, before we even start, we have a free product that we're going to offer you uh, right at the end of this broadcast. So please make sure you stay tuned. Uh, this is going to come to you even during the lockdown. We're going <laughs> to find some means to make sure that we get it to you. So please don't uh, rush. Uh, uh, stay tuned in and uh, we're going to talk uh, you through uh, more. Uh, on that right at the end of the broadcast. But we want to jump straight into the word uh, today. We just want to uh, uh, talk about um, God's word. Uh, you know, in times like this, it's very important for us to understand what God is saying and what the word of God is saying. Uh, Jesus said in uh, John 16, verse 33, these things that I tell you, I tell you so that you may have peace. Yeah. And then he went on to say that in this world, you will suffer tribulation, but be of good Amen. cheer. So the instruction from our Lord and Savior is for us to be of good Amen. cheer. Good. Uh, be of good, be excited. There is joy in life still to be enjoyed because Jesus is in our hearts and he is the Prince of Peace. And uh, so in all circumstances, we can still find uh, joy. We can still uh, just, uh, uh, um, you know, find our, our, yeah. our happiness in the Lord, if you will. And so what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, so we've got, we've got such awesome stuff that we're going to be talking about today because we're going to be in the Word of God. Amen. So good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. And we're so happy to have you join us um, online. But I just want to give a bit of a recap on what we learned last week. Right. I believe we learned last week um, through your sermon. Um, and if you didn't get a chance to hear um, Pastor Tafara's sermon, I want to encourage you to go check it out on our Facebook, um, on Faith Hill's Facebook page. It's probably right at the bottom if you scroll. It was such a powerful, powerful lesson. Amen. And so last week, what we learned was that no matter what circumstances you're going through, no matter what it looks like out there, we really don't have to worry. We don't have to fear, church. And why is this? Because God is with us. The Bible says God will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. God is with us. God is our protector. God is our deliverer. And so last week we ended in Psalm 91. And I'd like us for today to actually continue in Psalm 91. But we're only going to read verses 1 to 2 because I think there's something I, I really want us to, to pay attention to in these passages of Scripture. So Psalm 91, it starts off by saying, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The Amplified Version says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed 
under the shadow of the Almighty. And in brackets it says, whose power no foe can withstand. Come on. And so what we begin to see in this passage of scripture in verse 1 is that we can enjoy God's promises of protection. We can abide, in other words, we can remain fixed and continually make our habitation in this place that's called the shadow of the Almighty. Man. And that's really a place of protection, a place of security, a place that is so secure, the Amplified Bible says, no foe can withstand. Come on. No evil can withstand this place, church. Right. No um, sickness, no disease, nothing can withstand this place of safety and this place of protection. That's right. But the same scripture says, and it makes it very clear how we can abide or how we can remain in this place of protection. It says, we must dwell. In other words, we must abide in the secret place of the Most High. Yeah. And verse 2, actually, before yeah. you, you go on, talks about how we can sure. uh, speak these things. Sure. You know? Yeah, it does. Uh, in, in, in Psalm 91, <laughs> verse 2, he... He goes on to say about the believer that I will say of the Amen. Lord, uh, he is my refuge, he is my God, my fortress, my fortress, my God, my God, and in him will I trust. Amen. That's and powerful because what that demonstrates is that if we are to live in this place of protection, yeah. if we are to continually, because that's what the word abide means, right? Yeah. The word abide doesn't mean to just visit this place of security yeah. once in a while. It means to be permanently fixed in this place of security. So if we are to be permanently making this place of God's security our, our, our dwelling place, mm. we, must, we must say something, right? Because the promises of God are voice activated. Hmm. And the psalmist is so amazing here because he actually tells us what to say. Hmm. He tells us that we must say that God is our refuge. Hmm. In other words, God is our place of security. That's right. You know, when I was meditating on this verse the other day, God, oh, the Holy Spirit started to tell me that he is my safe house. Hmm. That he is a, a, a place where nothing, no evil can find me. Right. And so I need to be declaring those things. So not only is God my refuge, my safe house, my place of security, but he's also my fortress. Right. In other words, he's my protection. Hmm. And then the psalmist says, we must say, in him I will trust. Yeah. And so what the psalmist really is demonstrating here is the power of confession. Yeah. The power of positive confession. And what is confession you are probably asking right now? Well, confession really comes from the Greek word homologio. And homologio is composed of two words, homo, which means the same, and logo, which means the word. And so when we are confessing the word of God, we're saying the same thing that God is saying over our lives. And what makes confession so powerful is that according to Jeremiah 1 verse 12, Come on. God says he watches over his word to perform it. Not our opinions. Uh, not our opinions. And not our negative words, eh? Yeah, and not, not our commentary <laughs> not on our what commentary. it looks like. Yeah. Because sometimes as Christians, yeah. we get so excited about just current affairs mm. and, you know, oh, this is what's happened. Oh, this yeah. is what, and we, you know, and we get statistics. all these statistics, mm. we get all these forwards and so on and so forth. Yeah. God doesn't watch over any no. of that. But God he watches, watches over, over his, his word. word you know? He watches over his word yeah. to perform it. Yeah. He watches over his word to fulfill it in our lives. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so we need to be saying, we need to be speaking these promises over our lives, not just once, but continuously, again and again and again. God is our refuge, church. God is our fortress. Mm -hmm. And in God and God alone, do we trust? I think the psalmist also said in one part of scripture, he said, while others put their trust in horses and chariots, uh, uh, I choose to put my trust in the name of the Lord. Amen. It's a choice. Putting your trust yeah. in the name of the Lord is a choice yeah. uh, that you have to spell out through your words, but Amen. it's something that you actually have to uh, choose as a believer to say, you know what, I'm, I'm actually going to put my confidence mm. and trust uh, in, in, in the Lord God Almighty. Say some put their trust in horses and chariots, systems of mm. men. And I choose to put my trust in the name of the Lord. And in another part of scripture it says, why? Because the name of the Lord is a strong, strong tower, tower and yeah. the righteous run into Amen. it and they are safe. So this is a choice that we make that, you know, I'm, I'm going to put my confidence and I'm going to put my trust in uh, in the name of the Lord. What is your trust when you're in the middle of a crisis? What's your trust? Yeah. Because that's one of the things that I've, I've I've had the opportunity to meditate on and to reflect yeah. on during this time. You know, just kind of observing the world and observing Christians around me. And and really, you and I shouldn't be faced by this crisis yeah. that we are in because our trust is in the name Amen. of the Lord. And uh, not to say anything against the medical world, our trust is just not in them. There's a higher authority Amen. than them. Amen. But, you know, sometimes when you put your trust in a system of man, you can get false hope, a false alarm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, oh, yeah, there's a cure for this now. And then, oh, no, we, we, we you know, it turned out it really isn't, you know. <laughs> and it just, it keeps disappointing yeah. you when you choose to put Amen. your trust in the systems of man. But when you put your trust in the name of the Lord. It says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. tower. A strong one. A very strong a one. A strong tower. We've, we've just read that and the power the of that a strong tower cannot be withstood by any cannot foe. Cannot be withstood Amen. by any foe. It's stable. it's stable. And so if you want to live a yeah, stable life, great. I'm not talking about a life governed by feelings. You know, one day you're up, one day you're mm -hmm. down, and one day you're in the middle. If you want to live a stable life, this is one of the decisions you're going to have to make that, you know what? I, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust in the Lord. Uh, with all my heart. Uh, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. Amen. And in all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge him and he will direct my steps. Amen. I love it. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Jesus also tells us something about abiding in, mm. in, in John 15. And we're just going to go quickly there. John 15. And we're going to read from verses 1 to 4. So this is Jesus speaking his, to his disciples. Verse 1, he starts to tell them, he says to them, I am the true vine, and my father, in other words, God, is the husbandman. Now that word husbandman is just really a, another word for it is vine dresser. And the, and the purpose of a vine dresser church is it's someone who looks after a vine, a vineyard. It's someone who protects and cares for a vineyard so that the vineyard has the greatest chance of producing the most fruit. Amen. So we find and we establish that Jesus is the vine and God is the vine dresser or the husbandman. Verse 2. Verse 2 says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bear more fruit. 
Now, what we find here um, in this passage of scripture is that language can can become limiting when it comes to um, translating things and and actually um, helping us understand the real meaning of words. Mm. So what I want us to do is I want us to stay in verse 2 for a little while, and I want to show you two words that I, I believe will help you to better understand exactly what Jesus was talking about in this very passage of scripture. Amen. So verse 2, let's start again. It says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Mm. Now that word, taketh away, is the Greek word arrow. Mm. And so what would happen in a vineyard is that a vine would be supported on what we call a trellis. And a trellis is just a, a structure that helps a, a vine and the branches on a, on a vine to, to grow and become fruitful. Now, sometimes a vine and the branches of the vine may find themselves on the ground. Mm. And so the vineyard, whose role is to take care of the, vi of, of the vine, okay, so the vine dresser, whose role is to take care of the vine, will come along and he will literally pick up that branch, pick up that vine, mm. and put it back onto the trellis so that the vine can continue to produce fruit. Right. Now, unfortunately, this verse has been misinterpreted to say mm. that, you know, if you're not fruitful, God will come and he'll take you away. He will take you out from the body so that, you know, I don't know why he do that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, that's, I mean, that's, scientifically, that's, it doesn't make sense because if he rips you away from the stem, mm -hmm. uh, then you're not just going to mm. produce any fruit. You're going to shrivel up and, and, and just die. Exactly. Now, that that word arrow which we, we which is translated take away here mm. is also used in Psalm 145 verse 14. Mm. So Psalm 145 verse 14 in the New Living Translation it says the Lord helps the fallen mm. and lifts those bent under their loads. That's right. And so here we see the true nature of the Father. Mm. The Father is not here to take you away and to take you out. No. The Father is there to lift you up from your place of depression, your place of discouragement, and restore you to your original place of, of identity in Christ so that you can be successful in this Mom. life, Mom. so that you can bear fruit in this life Mom. and be a winner and an overcomer. Come on. Amen. Amen. So and here we could read uh, verse 2, the first part, by mm -hmm. saying, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he picks up. Ah, he lifts you know, up. He lifts up. So, so that's the correct rendition, if you will, in, in terms of the original Greek. Yeah. It's every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he, he will lift up, up and put you back on the trellis. Amen. And a lot of people have misunderstood this, mm -hmm. and you know that's why we have this doctrine of, of pruning. Okay, we'll get, the, is, we'll get there is, the next, is, in the next verse, right? Yeah. So the next part, he says, in every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. Another mm. translation says he prunes it, mm. that it may bring forth much more fruit. So we, so Pastor Tafara was just mentioning, we have this doctrine that says God prunes us, and, and the way that God prunes us is through sickness, disease, tragedy, all the calamity, that, that is so far from what the truth of the word of God is, That's and right. what the true nature of God. Right. That word purgeth, or prune, is the Greek word katairo, Mm -hmm. And it simply means to cleanse. So again, let's go back to that analogy of a vineyard and a vine dresser and the, and the branches, us being attached to the vine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what will happen is a vine will be fruitful. 
but things like dust, mm. things like parasites or insects land on the branches, land on the vines, and these can actually hinder the branch and the vine from becoming even more fruitful. Yeah. So what does the vine dresser do? And remember, we said his role is to protect and to take care of the vineyard. That's right. So the vine dresser, God, comes along and he cleans the vine. He cleans the branches mm. to remove the dust, to remove the parasites, so that the vine, the vineyard, can pre- begin to produce even more fruit. That's right. And so that is what we're seeing here. And if so, if we are to translate that word again, yep. we can say that every branch that beareth fruit, he cleans it, that mm. it may bring forth more fruit. Yeah. Now, how does God clean us? Yeah. Let's go to verse 3 because Jesus answers that exact question. Verse 3 says, now you are clean. That word clean is exactly the same word kataros. Hmm. It means to clean. It says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And so what we begin to see in this passage of scripture is that God doesn't use calamity to prune us. God doesn't use sickness. He doesn't use viruses. He doesn't use plague to prune or purge or clean us. God uses the word Mm. to clean us. God uses the word of God to prune and to purge us. That's right. Mm. That's right. And so there's a lot that's been going on, you know, because of the crisis Mm. that we're in. I I Mm. see a lot of people have been sharing uh, a scripture from Isaiah. I think Isaiah 26 Mm. verse 20, and which talks about go and hide in your uh, residential homes, homes and and uh, until this wrath, the wrath of God has has passed, mm. and uh, then you can come out and 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 that's not really the truth concerning what's going on uh, today. You know, it, there is no God's wrath because uh, God's wrath was poured on Jesus, and we're going to look into mm. that shortly. But okay. God's wrath was poured onto Jesus at the cross, and God is not angry at humanity anymore. And uh, we see here again. You know the pruning, the doctrine of pruning mm. explained. You know you explained it's, it so, it's, so it's nicely and so beautifully that God does not use circumstances to prune His children. Yeah. He uses His word to encourage us. God yeah. does not uh, 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 take us take away, away from no. from the from the stem. Take us out. Take us out. I mean, no. God is not trying to take you no. out, man. I mean, Amen. God is trying to get you to it's bear fruit. So He is going to lift you up. Amen. He's going to remind you. Uh, who you are Amen. in Christ. He's going to remind you of your position in Christ. He's going to remind you of your true identity in Christ. These are what we like to call new creation realities. These are realities uh, of a person who has become a new creation in Christ. Amen. Man, when you start learning what it means to be born again in Christ, you will stop just going to the Old Testament and just randomly picking scriptures and try to apply them to yourself because... Man, you have a better covenant established on better, better promises. promises. You, 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 you are a new covenant believer who lives in the dispensation of Amen. grace, uh, where God has given us the, uh, 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 where God has reconciled Himself to the world, and He has given us a ministry of reconciliation. Mm. So, in this dispensation that we live in, God is not pouring out any wrath. God is not angry at anybody. No. Uh, God is not even in a bad no. mood. And the sooner you get that right the quicker you're going to have your faith working <laughs> Amen. again. Amen. But if you mess that up, man, you're going to live in panic. Amen. You're going to be running around thinking, is this God? And let me say this. If it was God's wrath <laughs> being poured on the earth, 
We wouldn't be thinking, is this God? Rather, we would we know. Would know. <laughs> we would know with certainty. You would know with certainty that this is for real, you know. So listen, uh, this is this is not uh, uh, God's wrath. No. This is uh, the enemy's uh, doing, and we we as children of God, we we are positioned Amen. to resist the devil. That's it. And Scripture says, "You will flee from us." Amen. Amen. And then just to conclude, um, mm. verse four says, "Abide in me, yeah. and I in you." In other words, abide in Christ. And how do you abide in Christ? Abiding in Christ is just abiding in the Word of God. Yeah. Amen. Because as we learned in verse three, it's the Word. That's going to clean you. Yeah. It's the word that God uses to prune and purge us. Amen. So it says, abide in me and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Man, that's Amen. powerful. That's that awesome. is awesome. So I'm telling you, soon after this is over and done with, uh, Jesus has positioned us to bear fruit. Amen. Uh, not just fruit, but to bear much, much fruit. fruit. And uh, that's what we should be expecting. Amen. I know there are some of you who have been concerned about your jobs and you're wondering what's going to happen. Man, the promise here says you're going to bear much fruit. You're going to be very productive. Your tree, the tree of your life is going to be laden uh, with fruit. This is a prophetic word that we see in, in verse 15. This is God's heart. This is God's will for us. Amen. Uh, he didn't say that uh, you're going to bear much fruit only when things are good and you're in a perfect environment. No, you just said you're going to bear much fruit if you abide in, in him. him. And you and I have made a choice to make Jesus our Lord and Savior. We abide in him and because of that we can expect fruit. Mm. We're going to expect fruit in our bodies. Yep. Some of you are, you know, believing God for children. Man, you can expect the fruit of your womb. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The fruit of the womb is blessed. It is Amen. blessed. Praise God. And some of you are believing God for finances. You can expect much fruit in your business, in your career, Amen. in the things that you do. Some of you are expecting much fruit in your ministry. You can expect God to start opening crazy doors. Uh, that will literally blow your mind. This is not the end. The end is coming very closely. I mean, Jesus, which is which should be exciting. It should be. You know, when I meet Christians and Christians talk about, you know, oh man, is this the end? And they are getting all depressed. I wonder why you're getting depressed because, man, the end should be exciting. It's a victorious end. The end is where Jesus comes back to be reconciled to us in physical form. The end is where you and I, mm -hmm. our mortal bodies, put on immortality. Amen. And we'll never get sick again. We'll never get old again. We'll never get flabby things hanging on your body again. <laughs> I mean, this is the end is exciting. The, the end is awesome. victorious. And Jesus doesn't come as a lamb. Jesus comes as the mighty roaring lion of the tribe of Judah. And he will set everything straight. Amen. He's going to set his new government, his new system that will uh, just love on us. It will be governed by God's grace. And so the end is end not is, something to depress good. Christians. It is something to get us excited. Amen. <laughs> because now <laughs> we're getting ready to meet with Jesus uh, 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 in, in physical. Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome that just be to cool. spend your, the rest of your life you know, uh, uh, with Jesus, well, the rest of it is eternity, right? <laughs> just to spend eternity with Jesus, Amen. it's just a phenomenal Amen. and an awesome thing. Amen. So, so, you know, believers don't get, you know, fearful of the end. It's a victorious end. Amen. So maybe my word of encouragement as we really just round up this passage of scripture is some of us are finding ourselves in homes, locked down in our homes. I want to really encourage you to lean into the word of God like you've never been done before. That's I want right. you to abide in the word of God, not just 
um, uh, uh, putting it in your heart, but putting it on your mouth. On. And here I've got to say, we've actually put together some confessions yeah. that you can speak over yourself, over your family, over this country, over this world. Yeah. Amen. And as you do, you're just going to see such amazing things happen in this world and such amazing things happen over your lives and in your lives. So abide in the word. Yeah, Jesus, let the redeemer of the Amen. Lord say, say so. so. We are redeemed. Anyway, let's go quickly to John 12 as we as we round up. You know, yeah. we just want to show you what Jesus paid for on the cross. And uh, uh, I just want to get your mind off of the things that are happening yeah. uh, onto Jesus at the cross, onto what Jesus accomplished for you and I. And this is also going to help to encourage you to realize that God is not mad at you. Uh, he's not angry at you. He, in fact, he sent his one and only begotten son so that you and I uh, could be reconciled to our heavenly father. So it says in John 12, verse 30, I'm reading in the uh, King James Bible, uh, John chapter number 12, verse 30. It says, Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me. But for your sake, he's talking about his voice, Jesus. He says, verse 31, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. So there are two things that are happening here. The ruler of the world has been judged. That's Satan and he has been cast out uh, forever. And then there was another second judgment, which is in verse 31, right at the beginning there, which was a judgment that was coming to you and me. Uh, the Bible says in Romans 3, uh, 23 for all have sinned and have uh, come short of the glory of god so when god looked at uh, mankind there was a judgment coming to mankind called the wages of sin is death and uh, but because god had a plan to redeem us from this death here's what happened in verse 32 of john 12 verse 32 and jesus said and if i am lifted up from the earth I will draw all men to myself. That's what it says in the King James. It says, if I be lifted up on the earth, will draw all men to myself. Now, if you're reading in the original King James, you'd see that the word men there is italicized, which means that it was not in the original translation. It was added on by the translators to try and give context. But by adding that word, they actually uh, uh, took away the context of what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is talking about a judgment that was coming to the world and then he says if i be lifted up on the earth if i am lifted up on the earth on the cross i will draw all judgment to myself so jesus here is saying when he went to the cross the judgment that was destined for you and me the judgment that people are saying, you know, God is judging the world because of your sin. No, he is not. You know why? Because he already judged Jesus. When Jesus went to the cross, scripture says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21, he who knew no sin became sin and the judgment was passed when he became sin so that you and I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So Jesus went to the cross and he drew all judgment to himself. And verse 33 of John 12 actually gives us context. And he says here, this he said, signifying what death you would die. So Jesus, he didn't say this, he said signifying uh, the way we should evangelize because this verse has been used you know, for evangelism, that all we have to do is lift up Jesus and, and people will be drawn to him, uh, which there is some truth to it, but that's not what he's talking about if you look at the context. What he's talking about is, if I'm lifted up on the cross, I'm going to draw all judgment. So none of us uh, stand judged by God because he already judged Jesus. And that's the true grace message that we should be telling Amen. the world. You know, sometimes when you teach on grace, uh, people 
people think that we are saying God just turned a blind eye on sin and just kind of, you know, swept it under the rug and just, oh, no, it didn't exist and just kind of did a, you know, under the table deal with sin. No, he didn't do that. There was actually a penalty to be paid and someone came and paid that penalty and that person who paid that penalty is Jesus and now you and I can walk scot-free knowing that Jesus has set us free so we we are not judged this is not the judgment of the Lord we are free okay this is not the wrath of God God is not mad at you he's not angry at you he's madly in love Amen. with you he's not mad at you he's not angry at you I mean God is in love with you he he, he, he just he just keeps you he keep, he's mindful of you he keeps your picture uh, in his mind so he's actually got his picture one scripture passage of scripture says he's got his picture tattooed picture. on both palms of your hand I don't yeah. know how he does that but yeah. each and every single one of us on this earth yeah. God has a tattoo on both palm of his hands of us amen, amen. so when he looks at his hands he sees, he sees your us. face amen. That's <laughs> so awesome. god loves us so much so that he gave his one and only begotten son to be the penalty you know if you read isaiah 52 uh verse 14 it says jesus became so much of the penalty uh, that his visage his face was marred beyond human recognition it says in isaiah 52 verse 14 as many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred that uh, more than that of any man, and his form more than the sons of men. In other words, while Jesus was on the cross, the penalty that he paid, the judgment uh, that was uh, uh, destined for you and I, that went into his body, was so great that it distorted his body to the point where he didn't look like a human anymore. I mean, Jesus paid it all. And while he was making that payment, remember, he said at the cross, it is finished. We talked about it last week. It is finished simply means uh, tetelestai in the Greek, which simply means paid in full. Amen. I mean, the wrath of God Amen. was extinguished. It was uh, uh, quenched when Jesus said those words, it is finished. It's paid in full. The judgment has been paid in full. If you read Isaiah 53 uh, from verse 1, uh, to five, he starts off this question after talking about the cross in verse in chapter fifty-two. Mm-hmm. He starts off Isaiah fifty-three verse one by saying, "Who has believed our report?" Oh wow, man, he's saying, <laughs> you know what? This is such good news. It's too good Who to will believe this? Re- this is the gospel. Yeah, you know, you've this been wanting to hear the gospel. This is the gospel, and he starts off Isaiah fifty-three by saying, "Who will believe our report?" It's a rhetorical question. Uh, that points to the fact that, you know what, this is such good news. Who will believe our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And he goes on to say in verse 4, surely, yeah. surely, it's a sure, it's a sure thing. thing. The judgment was paid and God took the, 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 the gavel and, and slammed on the, in the court of heaven and said, now you and I are free. I'm talking about the ones who have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. He says, you and I are free. And he says, surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Do you want to read that in the uh-huh. uh, Amplified? Uh-huh. You want me to uh, read verse 4? Verse 3. Verse 3? Okay. Oh, verse 4. Verse, verse 4. four. Verse we can four. read verse 4. Yeah. Well, verse 4 says, surely he has borne our griefs. Now, our griefs is translated as sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. And he's carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Mm. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, 
smitten and afflicted by God, and the Amplified adds in brackets, as if with leprosy. Yep, yep. And now watch, watch what it says in verse, verse 5. five it's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and this, iniquities. My goodness. This is awesome. I mean, he took away even the, the sense of guilt and condemnation. Mm-hmm. That's what scripture says in Romans 8, 1. For there is therefore now no, no condemnation. condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, wow. but after the spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation. We don't have to feel like, oh, Am I right with God? Or did I mess up? Is this the wrath of God? Or do I need to go inside my house and hide? Oh, is God angry at me? No, no, no. There's therefore now no condemnation. The word condemnation means there's no guilt. There's no... uh, 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 inferiority mm, yeah. uh, complex to yeah. say, you know, can, not can worthy, I, can I, no, not, there's boldness. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Scripture says we can go boldness into the throne room of grace where we obtain help in times of need. We can go boldly can. knowing that Jesus has already uh, 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 paid the entire price. What Amen. else does it say? So it says he was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. Yeah. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. Come on. And then it ends with the most glorious and the most amazing way. It says, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Come on. That's Those awesome. stripes that Jesus took at the cross. Yeah. I mean, 39 of them. That was a lot. Every single one of them representing plagues and sicknesses and diseases and viruses that would torment mankind. Mm-hmm. One after the other, Jesus literally took the sting out of the 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 the, the, the sickness to torment you and Amen. to just overburden you Amen. he took it at the cross so that we could be free for you redeemed us amen and i love this because it says he was wounded and with the stripes that wounded him we are healed yeah. and made whole so not only were those stripes um on his body um uh, give us healing or give us uh, a way to get healed but also those stripes enabled us to walk in divine health all the days of our lives. Wholeness, Wholeness. nothing missing, nothing broken in our lives, in the lives of our children, in our lives of our families, all the days of our lives. This is what Jesus did for us on the cross. Man, I'm telling you, while you're going through any kind of storm, I'm not talking about just this crisis uh, that's got the world uh, in panic mode. I'm talking about life beyond this crisis. This should be a way of life. Uh, live your life looking at what Jesus did at the cross. That's why scripture says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. One of the ways you can fix your eyes on Jesus is by fixing your eyes on, on the cross and fix your eyes on what Jesus accomplished for us on Amen. the cross. Man, when you, if you could just get a revelation of what Jesus paid for on the cross, man, it would change everything. I'm telling you, it would change everything. You know, I, I used to live my life this way. I used to live my life as if Jesus just made a big deposit. Uh, yeah. And now yeah. I have to keep yeah, up yeah. With, with monthly installments. You know, I have to make sure that I live right. I, I do this right and so on and so forth just to make right with God. No, my relationship, your relationship with God is not based on what you do or you don't do. It's based on what Jesus did on the yeah. cross. And, and that's, that's the good news. Yeah, it's good news. That's the gospel, to just realize that, you know what? Jesus redeemed me. Jesus mm. uh, set me free. Mm. And so in closing, man, our time is already fast spent. But in closing, we just want to go quickly to Second Corinthians chapter number 5 
and I just feel really um, um, compelled to read the second Corinthians chapter number five from verse uh, 18 and I want to encourage you with this as we close this is the grace life this is the the way we live this is the new covenant way of living you know when the Bible says study uh, to show yourself uh, a workman that does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth this is what it's talking about the word of God needs to be rightly divided Amen. you need to look at the entire Bible through the lens of, of, of the new covenant. You need to look at the entire Bible through what Jesus did at the cross and, and realize that if it doesn't fit what Jesus did on the cross, it's not a part of your covenant. Mm -hmm. If it fits what Jesus did on the cross, then it is a part of your, your covenant. So this, 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 this Isaiah 26 verse 20 does not apply to you. It doesn't apply to me. Uh, it certainly uh, doesn't apply to a new covenant believer because God is not he, he doesn't have any anger. He's not wrath with us. He's, he's, he's well he's, pleased oh with us. Oh my goodness. We are his beloved. Come on. That's he what loves the Bible us just says. as much as he loves Jesus. Come on. That's God what the Bible says. I just, I'm just reminded of Ephesians uh, 1 verse 6. Mm -hmm. He says we are accepted oh, in the beloved. Awesome. Man, awesome. we are accepted in the beloved. And, 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 and God has accepted us as his children. He says in 2 Corinthians 5 uh, verse 18... He says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. Look, it's God who has reconciled us to himself. He's the one who made the first move Amen. to get this relationship going. He, he, he wasn't waiting on us to come up with a plan. We would never have come up with a plan. God wasn't waiting on us to keep the 613 uh, laws in the Old Testament to So they're to not initiate. just 10. They're not no, just no, 10. Not just 10. 613. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 no. He, he, he is the one who made the first move. What did he do? He did it through Jesus. Hear what it says? It says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Man, oh, let me just awesome. talk a little bit about that. God has reconciled the world to himself through Jesus. That does not mean everyone in the world is saved. Mm. It doesn't mean that. It just means God has extended an olive branch. He has made it possible for everyone who wants to get saved to be reconciled to him, but they can only do it through Jesus. Not through Buddha, yeah. not through Muhammad, Jesus. only through Jesus. Yeah. Jesus said, I'm the only way, the only truth, and the only life. No one goes to the Father except by me. So this uh, doctrine that says everybody is saved because of what this verse says mm -hmm. is just completely untrue. Uh, 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 he has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So now that we have been reconciled to him, we also have a ministry as God's children. And that ministry is not the ministry of judgment. It's not the ministry of fear. It's not the ministry of condemnation. It's not the ministry of, uh, 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 you know, beating down people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ministry of reconciliation. It's a ministry of going out into the world and telling them that, hey, your heavenly father is waiting on you to return home. Your heavenly father is waiting for you to come back. Your heavenly father has made it possible 
uh, that if you make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, you can be reconciled to him. When was the last time you heard this good news? Man, we have a lot of motivation going on. We just telling people they can be successful, which has its place. And it's good. We need that in the body of Christ. But man, what you need to start with, what you need to be found founded in and to, to have solid foundation is, is in is knowing that you have been reconciled to God. It is in the new creation realities. It is in the power of the cross and what Jesus paid for. Amen. That's what we that's what we're here for, to get you to realize what Jesus Christ paid for. Verse 19. He says, that is, that God uh, was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. I just want to read that yeah, verse in, 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 the, in the Amplified. It's, really it's, it's powerful. Yeah, Listen yeah, to what it says, awesome. uh, verse 19. Listen to this. This is awesome. It says, it was God. It was God. Personally present in Christ. Oh, my goodness. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. God says he'll never leave us and forsake us. Yeah. He was there. He was personally present in Christ. Yeah. Reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. Mm-hmm. Not counting up and holding against men their trespasses. Come on. So what happened was, you know, because of what Jesus did at the cross, God is not imputing your sins mm-hmm. to your account. In other words, if you look at the ledger... The sin ledger of your life has got a zero balance. Because, you know, when you mess up, when you make a mistake, God is not imputing uh, your sin onto your sin ledger anymore. He imputes it or he credits it to Jesus at the cross. That's powerful. Oh, he credited it. So he it credited really it 2,000 years done, ago. Done, now done. you're free. Amen. It's, not a, it's not a license no. to sin because sin is stupid. It's dumb. It's going to cause you problems. It's going to mess up your life. It's going to mess up relationships. It's going to just completely, you know, mm. uh, cause problems in your life. But uh, for you to know that your relationship is not based on you keeping mm. the law and being a, a goody goody yeah, two shoes. No, it's not. Uh, verse 20. <laughs> okay. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ. We are now ambassadors of Christ. We represent uh, Christ in this in this earth, as though God were pleading through us. Mm. We implore you on Christ's behalf: be reconciled to God. What does it say in the Amplified okay. verse uh, twenty? It says, "So we are Christ's ambassadors. Mm-hmm. God making His appeal, as it were, through us. Mm-hmm. We, as Christ's personal representatives, that's who we are. That's who we are. Yeah, beg you for His sake." To lay hold of the divine favor now mm-hmm. offered to you and be reconciled to God. Man, this is powerful. He's saying we are Christ's representatives. And as Christ's representatives, our job is to go out into yeah. the world yeah. and implore them mm. to be reconciled with God. Yeah. Our job is not to go out into the world and tell them how sinful they are. They already know. <laughs> <laughs> our job is not to go out into the world and try and, you know, I saw this video of this one guy. You were standing in New York and mm-hmm. you'd go to different cities and you'd stand in uh, wearing a sackcloth and ashes <laughs> and you'd say, America, you are judged. And I mean, <laughs> that's just not of God. You know, he is. Does he say turn he, or burn? I mean, just, that's just not of God. This okay. is of God. Verse 20. Okay. He says, you are, if you are Christ ambassador, awesome. a representative mm-hmm. of Christ, yeah. 
What you do is you go out to the world and plead with the world, implore them mm-hmm. on Christ's behalf Amen. to be reconciled to God. Am I saying there is no judgment? No, that's not what I'm saying. There is a day of recompense, a day of recompense that's coming in the future. Uh, but we are not in that dispensation yet. We're in the dispensation of grace, where as Christ's ambassadors, we go out into the world and tell them uh, the good news. We implore them to be reconciled to God. How do we do this? How was all of this made possible? As we close, verse 21. For he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's powerful. Praise God. So, so Jesus did not become a sinner. No, he didn't become a sinner. On the cross, Jesus literally became sin. Yeah. He became the very thing that was tormenting us the very thing that would be judged yeah amen so this is powerful so that we could be free from Mm. it and it's in line with Mm. what we talked about last week as well uh jesus using a brazen serpent Mm. in the in the old testament as a as a type and shadow uh of himself it it fits the picture that jesus became the very thing that was tormenting us he became poor Oh, yeah. So that we might become uh, uh, rich. Uh, he was uh, cursed at the cross, it says in Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is any man who hangs on the tree, uh, so that we might be blessed. We might be receive the blessing uh, of Abraham. Amen. So now we are not cursed. Uh, we are not uh, 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 sin-ridden in God's eyes. We are the righteousness of of God in Christ. Uh, we are not uh, a sick in God's eyes. We are already healed by his stripes. We are not poor uh, because Jesus became poor so that we might Amen. become rich. We are not captives uh, because Jesus came and set the captives free. Praise Amen. God. Hallelujah. Man, that's good news. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm getting excited. This is good news. Can I define what the righteousness of God um, is defined as in the Amplified Translation, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It says, uh, okay, so I can, I can read it again. It says, for, for our sake, he made Christ to be sin, yeah. who knew no sin, so that in and through him, we might become the righteousness of God. And, and in brackets, it says, what we ought to be, approved and acceptable, approved and, acceptable. and in right relationship with him, not by our goodness, but by his goodness. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, hey, you are right with God. If you are a child of God, you are right with God. If you are not a child of God, we just want to take this opportunity to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus. And you can do it right now. You can make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. And I just want to ask you to pray this prayer uh, after I say, Lord Jesus, I come before you uh, humbly today. And I want to make you the Lord of my life. And I want to make you the Lord of my I life. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Be the Lord of my life. From today onwards. From today onwards. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart. And I believe in my heart. That Jesus the Christ. That Jesus the Christ. Died. Died. And was raised up. And was raised up. On the third day. On the third day. And he is today. And he is today. Seated. Seated. In heavenly places. In heavenly places in Jesus name in Jesus name. I am a child of God I am a child of God Satan Satan you have no part you have no part you have no portion you have no portion in my life in my life anymore anymore I am a child of God I am a child I'm of reconciled God. to my father I'm reconciled to my in father in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen well if you've prayed that prayer amen. 
please be sure to send us an email admin at faithhillchurch.co.za we're going to send you some teaching some materials uh, that's going to help you get started in your relationship uh, with God and uh, for everybody else uh, this is the end of our teaching but before you go before you uh, log out we have a free uh, book that we just want to offer everybody that's online today everybody that's going to watch uh, this broadcast in the future this is a book that i wrote uh and i believe it's for such a time as this it's called the worry free life and uh god promises us the worry free life in the midst of life challenges and uh, if you are interested in getting a copy of this book to read uh, uh during the 21 days that we uh uh, 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 on lockdown, spending I think it's 19 now for those in South 19 Africa. Days, 19 <laughs> days on lockdown. Uh, please send us an email admin at faithhillchurch.co.za and we'll be sure to send you a copy uh, of this book so you can get into the Word of God during this time. And this is a phenomenal time to spend time with God, uh, have a, 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 an intimate uh, uh, um, uh, listening and uh, prayer with God and write things down and just let the Lord speak to you about uh, the future and so on Amen. and so forth. And we also want to take this opportunity to remind those of you uh, who may want to join us for our midweek meetings. We still have Thursday night live groups uh, going on uh, and you can join via Skype. So they're virtual live groups. These are we virtual live groups. You can't come to okay. anyone's house. They're not going to let you in. <laughs> not so allowed out of your house. Not allowed. And um, so please be sure to send an email as well yeah. to admin at faithchurch.co.za uh, and we'll be sure to plug you in uh, to a live group. I think that's just about that's it. And about if it? you would like to participate in uh, giving, hey, please be sure to uh, give via uh, EFT. Amen. And uh, you can also give a snap scan, yep. I think. Amen. So and, if, you're, um, if you're part of a live group, your live group leader will have the details of the bank details that you can do an EFT to, or you can actually find it on our website, which is faithfulchurch.co.za. Your live group leader should also have the snap scan QR code. If you would like that, please do drop a uh, an email to our administrator at admin at faithfulchurch.co.za and um, we can help you. Amen. Otherwise, we love you so much and God bless you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today. That's who